everybody. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. Um, we are here to talk about an episode of Modern Family. And do you have to be a watcher in order to listen to this discussion? No, not at all. I think that it just, the fact that this issue came up on Modern Family just lends to a nice discussion that we can have on this show, but you don't have to understand all the characters to get something from this. Why don't you uh, summarize what the nature of the show was, and then I'll kind of say how it kind of came up this weekend for me. and then. Our... Well, can we just jump into how it came up rather than summarizing the show? Because the point that that's important is that I didn't really think about it. Okay. And that you thought about sure. it. Sure. So, uh, well, I kind of thought about it while I was watching it. So there's a show called Modern Family. Most of you have at least heard of it, if not seen it. And I was out with my friend this weekend, um, and he asked me if I saw it. And I said, yeah, I did. And he said, well, what did you think of it? And to give you some background, in the show, there is uh, three kids in this family. Yeah, okay, so we're just going to yeah, explain. we've got to okay. summarize okay. it. Okay, so three kids in this family. One of them is 18, and she's going to college. One of them is 17, actually. I rewatched it last night. Okay, so she's going to be 17, 18. going to be 18. And her father finds out in kind of a funny roundabout way that she's no longer a virgin. Right. And he struggles with it initially and then eventually at the end has kind of a reaction like, I trust you. Right. And I am, and so anyway, your friend saw this show. So my buddy, he's like, did you see it? And I said, yeah. And he's like, what'd you think of it? And I, and honestly, my reaction to that part of the storyline of that episode was, I was a little surprised in that it, uh, I don't know. It caught me now, off guard. Well, why? That's what we want to get into. Why did that surprise you? It surprised me of how normal it seemed that this 17-year-old woman, uh, girl, confided in her mom. Actually, she, she didn't. didn't. Uh-uh. It was the boyfriend It was that the did. boyfriend that did, right. D-Money. D-Money. And so she found out. And then they had a discussion afterwards, I think. The mom and the daughter yeah, probably did. Yeah, they did. So basically, and another important part here is this girl, Haley, who's the oldest girl, she was in a relationship with this guy, Dylan, for like two years. Right. Okay. So since the show started, right. they were basically in a relationship. And there was actually an episode where he almost proposed to her. Right. Okay. So, and now here she is a senior. She's almost ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, so, he finds out that she had had sex. So, yeah. And it was, um, I don't know, like my daughters are eight, seven, and four. So I got a ways before I have to deal with this type of stuff. So it kind of threw me off guard. But my friend was... He's like, I can't believe, I, I don't remember exactly what his words were, but he was even more shocked than I was. I guess that's the easiest way I can And was it. it shocked or was he frustrated by it? Uh, I think it's just in comparison to the other shows, they all kind of have this nice message and warm fuzziness to it, at least at the end. And in this one, it just seemed like they kind of went on the edge a little bit. So, right. and And you thought that there was a different episode that we won't even get into that was more edgy than this one. Well, the episode they're referring to is one where their four-year-old daughter, um, Mitchell and Cameron's four-year-old daughter, um, she's swearing. Mm-hmm. She's using the F word in the middle of a wedding. And I thought and that such. was funny. And you, No, I thought it was funny, too. I wasn't offended by it at all. I just thought it was more of a... You know, there was at the, you know, like you said, wrapped up in a neat mm-hmm. boat. No, she starts using the F word in a church at, at a wedding. Right. And everyone starts dying laughing. Right. It didn't bother me. Right. I just thought, wow, that's, they're right. definitely going to get emails right. about it. You know, when you're watching a show and you're thinking, oh, people are going to be annoyed. And I don't know if there was emails that, and I'm sure that there, you know, there's always emails, uh, people supporting and, and saying that this wasn't a good idea right. for every show. But, right. um, but yeah, I thought, in, and then you and I got into a larger discussion about, you know, what would happen if this were to happen when our kids were the this age or right. that age 
and I was a little uncomfortable in the conversation, but yet it's still a conversation that we're going to have to have at some point. So you were uncomfortable with talking to me about this? Um, I don't know if I was uncomfortable talking to you about it, but the subject matter gives me a little bit of the heat. Because of the girls. Yeah. I see. Because you weren't uncomfortable talking to me. No, you but just, I'm fast forwarding in my you're brain. You're uncomfortable what with happens. the concept. So like what yeah. happens when one of our daughters comes to you or, um, I don't know, somehow you find out that they are sexually active right and they're 17 years old right and i you know it's it's just a, i think as a dad it's 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 more of a struggle than a mom right. i don't know and then we started talking about my stories in high school and your stories in high school right. and how my stories in high school it wasn't you know it just didn't happen that often that you lost virginity in high school right because you went to a all boys, all boys Jesuit high Catholic school, school. And not so to you say, were with boys all the time yeah and not to say that nobody lost their virginity in high school but right. it, it seemed to be not that commonplace and you went to a public school and and it's just really different and it was also a small town and and there it was just different mm-hmm. i mean it's it's not to say that everybody did i'm right. not generalizing this it's just that I think what is normal to you and what is normal to someone who went to a public high school, right. you see and experience a lot more things. Right. And the, um, you know, how, how do I want to say this? It It's not that it starts at an early age in a negative way, but you're constantly, um, you know, boys and girls are constantly interacting with each other. So the issues come up right. more. It's more discussed. Right. And it just wasn't, um, it, nothing is really shocking. Mm-hmm. And and again, that doesn't mean that everyone is making a choice to go have sex. It's mm-hmm. not, but it's a, it's more of an open, not debate. How do I want it? There, it's just not as big of a deal. It's, it's more common. Right. You know what I mean? It's more. Yeah, and I don't know that because I only know what I, what, the experiences that I came from. And you only know, like you were surprised that I was surprised. Right. And, and when I say people are probably going, what do you mean it's not a big deal? I don't mean that losing your virginity is not a big deal. I just mean the whole discussion around sex was mm-hmm. very common. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, um, you know, the 80s mm-hmm. and that was you know our our childhood our high school time and here we are at a completely different age right. and i think that I'm, i don't want to get into this is right or this is wrong or this is how it is what i want to get into is the naivete of people right that they don't think and, and the, you know it's not that your friend is naive but that people think oh my gosh i can't believe they're discussing this i can't believe a 17 year old girl would be doing this mm-hmm. And I can't believe that a show would put this on when it's so we we well, can't put well, our head in the sand well, about these. One kind thing of things. I'll say is that it's um it's there's such a difference for me from high school to college. Even okay. though there's less than three months, like you could be in high school in May of this year, mm-hmm. and then three months later you'll be in college, and there is this division for me. Like high school is. You still are a child, okay. whereas college, you are an adult. So in that three months, you grow up? Yeah, and okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that you do, but that's like the, the line that I have drawn in my head right. that if I find out that my daughter is sexually active in college, I'll be like, yeah, well, who wasn't sexually active in college Right. versus my daughter is sexually active in high school? I'll be like, whoa. But you understand that is your frame of reference. I understand that. And so that's the piece. I think that what I want... What I'm hoping we can talk about in the show is how important it is to have open communication in your home about these right. things. 
I think, and it doesn't start when they're 17. Mm-hmm. I think what is difficult for me, and you've got to understand, there's a few background things for me. I'm a social worker, right? Mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of families. I've worked with a lot of pregnant teens. Right. I, even when I, this wasn't a social work activity, but when I gave birth to Skylar, the girl in the room next to me was 12, right. having a baby. Right. These things are not new to me. Right. And I'm not naive to the fact that there are children out there having sex, not knowing what they're even doing or, doing or why they're doing it. And you want to know why? Because nobody talks to them about right, it. Right. So what they do is they get coerced into something or talked into something, or there's two innocent parties who mm-hmm. come together and say, hey, we saw this, let's right. do this, because nobody is discussing it with them. Or if they are older, sorry, I know you want to talk, they make this choice based on what they believe to be, you know, they're adults, they make this choice, and then birth control isn't available, and so they make this choice, and then they get pregnant. And so there's all sorts of pieces here, and I just come from a very, uh, well, not I come from a social work background where you've got to educate, Mm -hmm. you've got to communicate, and you have to have access to services. Right. And... And for people who don't do this line of work, who don't haven't had these experiences and say, well, my children, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, my children, I'm raising them in such a way where they're not going to do this. I think there's some naiveness to that. Well, and here's the thing. Okay. Um, in this show, they did it in such a clever way where, like, I watch a show with JC from time to time. And right. JC's eight. And she, even if she would watch it, she wouldn't have known what was going on. Right. They kind of hit it. It, and it's like even plays on words that they do it. Right. So they did it, a good job. Yeah, with they that. did a good job with that. But what you're saying is because you know, you know, I think as dads, as much as I want to think of myself as a Renaissance dad, there's still an uncomfortableness, uncomfortableness thinking of my daughters being of sexually course, active. And I respect that. Um, but what you're saying is that this show could be a launching point exactly. for a for a discussion to happen. So let's say JC's 12 and she's not 8. Right. And all of a sudden, JC's going to know what a virgin is when she's 12 years old, right. probably. Uh, probably before that, honey. Okay. Well, Make, whatever. More, I mean, more whatever. than whatever. It doesn't matter what. Right. So... Um, <clears throat> So this show would be a launching point right. for a discussion that were to happen versus somebody on the opposite extreme of this argument would say, I don't want to talk, you know, I'm not going to expose any of that to right. my kids until they're 17 or 18. Right, which is, there's, there's such a craziness to that. I have an understanding of why someone would feel that way. I'm not saying that person is crazy. I'm saying that the thinking is outdated. Mm -hmm. I understand. I would love to protect my three daughters from what the media throws at them, what they hear at school, what they see on billboards. I would love to. Like, I want to keep them as innocent as possible for as long as they can. But the reality is, even when I was, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, it was longer ago than that. You're 43. Now. Yeah, I'm 40. So even when I was young, like in fifth grade, boys were talking about this and that and this. And again, I didn't fully understand it. And it wasn't like things were happening that early. That's not what I'm saying. But the discussion was out there. The words were out there. The curiosity was out there. So the, the thing we have to understand is we are our child's greatest role model. And parents don't understand that their children listen to them right not listen just to the words but like how they um you know how they go through life how they respect their bodies their openness and willingness to to listen to them like they you know they are guided by us Mm -hmm. and if we stick our head in the sand about an issue as big as sexuality and decide we're not going to discuss it I'm not going to let you watch this show anymore. And again, I guess you could make that decision. But if you're doing it because you're trying to hide something mm-hmm. from them, right. 
they will be exposed eventually. And I, as a mom, would like to be the one to help them understand what it's all about. And the missing pieces, when children learn about sexuality from their peers or from the media or from those kind of influences, all they learn about is the act of sex. And the big piece that they miss, the most important piece, is the emotional part. And that your body may may be mature enough for sex, but emotionally, spiritually, you know, you, this is something for adults. Okay. So instead of a child saying, oh, I understand the act of sex, this goes here, this goes here. Okay. And thinking it's something that makes them old or cool. You start to connect to that idea of, no, that's a piece of it. But 95% of it is the emotional Mm -hmm. component. And if you're not able to share that with them from your heart and like explain that to them, especially starting at an early age, they go into it just learning about the mechanics. Right. And then they get curious and want to, re- you know, maybe someone wants to rebel or try something new or their friend, you know. And we have to play a role in educating them. Right. Okay. And so, you got to start it early. You and, do. And But how much of it do you start early, I guess, is the question. And that's the risk that maybe, um, you know, somebody on the other side of the argument might say, well, you don't want to expose them to too much too early because then that will affect them in the wrong way. I think what you're saying, and I agree with this, even though it still is uncomfortable for me, is we our goal is to, when our girls get confused, and right. they're going to hear all these things, and they're going to watch TV, and they're going to see these commercials, they're going to, our goal is to have them come to us, or right. more specifically you, because right. we have three daughters. Maybe if we had three sons, they would come to me. Right. And it's funny, because we've all had sex, the sex talk from our parents, or at least, right. actually not all no, of us, Some, not a lot of us right. have. But um, in my experience... Got the sex talk, and then that was kind of it. We, there was right. no more discussion after that. Right. And that is not a healthy way of going about it. Right. So if I were to have a goal... And, and why would you say that? Why isn't that... You know, just so you can continue, continue that. Why isn't that? Because most parents would say, well, I had the talk. I'm done. Right. And because it's an ongoing, everyday thing. Exactly. It is a dis- it's in every year, every just month. Just like peer decision-making is an everyday thing. Just like education is an everyday thing. And, and we'll say, well, sex shouldn't come into every day. Well, yeah, I agree. You know, going to school is going to be more, you know, something you discuss more than this kind of thing. But you have to understand that your children... This is going to be very hard to hear, but I'm going to say it. Your children come into the world, and part of them is a sexual being. Mm -hmm. It's not all of who they are. It's not everything. But to deny that your child has that sexual part of them is ridiculous. And I think as dads, we'd be like, I I mean, if I'm going to go to the other extreme, I'd be like, I don't want my daughter to have sex until they get married. And that's not really realistic. Well, I guess you would have to then look back on your history. And, you know, and I'm not going to put you on the spot with this. We're not going to share all of our private, you know, experiences here. But you'd have to go back in history and be like, is that really truth? Mm-hmm. Is that, are you making up a story? Right. Because was that your experience, you know, when you were young and the age, and not little kids. We're talking about the 17, 18 through college age. Right. Was that really your story? And and even if it was, was that realistic with, with what was going on around no, you? No, and it's funny. If I can be in my renaissance mode i would hope you know not that you want to have a million sexual partners but for you to have sex with one person when you get married just is not living in most people's real world well it's not typical right it's not typical typical. and here's the thing this is another big part is if that is what you hope for your children you've got to start talking about that early you can't just say well they live in our home they go to church they know our religion so they're just going to wait till they're married you have to start that discussion to why that's important Mm -hmm. why you want them to wait like one thing i do this these uh presentations about sexuality 
you know, for parents, mostly moms. And the the first thing I always say is, what do you want to teach your children? And they all look at me because they don't know. They're like, we don't know what we want to teach them. We just want them to be smart. Well, what does that mean? Were you smart? Did you, you know, and and if you weren't, why weren't you? And what would you like them to know? And, you know, there's... Well, here's the thing. Um, We talked about the word love yesterday in our discussion. And... The 40-year-old version of what love means is different than a 17-year-old person's version of what the word love means. And I even brought up, like, can you really love somebody when you're 17? Because you don't really know who you are. And and you said, of course you can. It's just a different version of it. It's It's 17-year-old love. Right. You can't be 40 and love a 17-year-old. And if you do, there's there's a problem. Well, for... You know, majority of the population. Um, But you, exactly, like, of course you can be in love at 17. And it may not, you know, adults and parents may look at it and say, that's silly, that's not real love. But you've got to be, meet your children where they are. And that's tricky. I understand. I understand. But see, if if there's open communication, like them being in love doesn't necessarily always equal they're going to have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is, is... This is why this is so difficult to talk about because every family is different. Yeah. Everybody has their own religious, you know, or spiritual or just um, cultural or whatever, right. you know, um, desires that they have for their child when it comes to, you know, their sexuality. But the bottom line is, regardless of what you believe, number one, you have to know what you believe and know what you want to teach your children. And number two, you have to keep that line of communication open. Well, and within the, our discussion yesterday, you're like, well, when is the right time? And I honestly right. didn't know. Like, when do you want our daughters to? And, you know, I, I don't, I haven't really thought about it because I haven't had to. But if I wait until that time, it's too late. Exactly. And my thing was, is I don't have a, it's not that I, you know, it's not. Because I try to put you on the spot. I'm like, okay, well, if. If one of our daughters came up to us and said that she wants to start practicing safe sex when she's 17 and she's in a committed relationship, like we can't prohibit her from doing well, that. Well, we could try, but you know what? She's as close as you can become to becoming an adult. Right. And we can say, no, we don't agree with you or we're disappointed and we can do the, fa- the fear and the shame and the guilt and mm-hmm. we can do all that. But do you think that's going to keep her from doing it and if she doesn't and if she does it just because we're doing it out of fear shame and guilt it's going to come up in a in different, a different negative way. way that's the crazy thing about this discussion is if you want to fear shame and guilt your kids about their sexuality to keep them from having sex when they're young okay you can try that but then when they grow up and they are in a committed relationship mm-hmm. guess what's going to creep up into that relationship fear shame and guilt right and so you want to try you want to you know, come at this discussion in the healthiest way possible in not, you know, it, when I say in an early time, I mean, when they start to ask questions, start to be honest, mm-hmm. not like, oh, we, we have to put off this discussion, but tell them just what they're asking. You right. don't have to go into the big story yet. Like, you know, as we've talked about on the show, we've talked to the girls about sexuality, but in age appropriate ways, right. when the question comes up, you answer the question. Well, and I'll say, uh, we've, we've had the Grammys T-vote for a while Yeah, and, um, Taylor Swift sang this really awesome song. Yeah. And we've been playing it in the car. And Taylor Swift is somebody who carries a message of not sluttiness. Uh, it's fantastic. Fan- She's fan- really fantastic. So I've even said to uh, our daughters, you know, I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift because she's about her mind and her voice. And it's not about what she looks like. And it's not about her body. Well, versus- it is about her. She's She is a cover girl and everything. She is beautiful. She's a cover girl, but she's not Rihanna. She's not using her body. She's not Rihanna. Right. And she's not Katy Perry. And the girls like those two women also. Right. And, I, and I say... I'm not such a big fan of those two women simply because they use their bodies to right. blah, blah, blah. And I don't say, in this family, we don't like Rihanna and right. Katy Perry. I say, 
daddy's a fan of Taylor Swift. Right. And not to like hold Taylor Swift up on a pedestal, but she seems to be a little bit less she's, like that. She's a pretty great role model right. in terms of, you know, like you said, using your ability and your mind and your talents instead of, you know, exposing your body to right. get attention. So I fully agree with that. Um, I, I want to continue this discussion, but I'm usually very good about talking about our partners and we need to jump in there and then we'll continue. Okay. Well, funny story this morning in the uh, bathroom, JC was getting ready and she was talking about how she used to get so excited to go to Dr. Kelly's because Dr. Kelly is our, um, one of our partners, Tree, Tree of, of Life, Life Chiropractic. Um, that'd be chirotree.com because she would get so excited to go get the scans. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you remember how I was excited and you know that whole day that's all I thought about and the scans take no time at all but the girls think they feel so good and the scans are kind of the report card of how well your body is adjusting over a period of time exactly but it was just funny because I did not think that's what she was going to bring up to me because you know I used to get so excited about and I was like what she goes scans mm-hmm. Dr. Kelly so I thought that was so funny so kids are fans they are fans and, and actually their scans have been really good and they're on the, the, the healthy wel- path the wel- what's it called wellness program wellness program where they only have to go once you know, a week yeah. and you have to do some other stuff so so that's that. And then what about poofing? Um, well, the poofing story I was going to tell you is that this weekend, um, you were gone for one of the days and the girls and I were out and about in Chicago and Skylar, what she decided to bring with her, I told them they could all bring something in the car and she brought her poofing charm of her Pomeranian. Yeah. She's been carrying that around the house the last uh, no. year or so. It was in her pocket and then, you know, it's this little Pomeranian dog that she loves and it's just a charm from her poofing and it makes her feel really content and happy and she doesn't have to carry the whole pillow. She just takes the charm. And there's a birthday party today. There is a birthday party. Are we going to give them a poofin? No, we don't have to because we're doing, it's a donation party. Oh, that's too bad. I know, but uh-huh. if we were, It'd we'd be, be ready. All right. And then last but not least, Avid Company, painting, remodeling. Uh, they're doing a leap year special this year. Awesome. What, what are they going to do? I don't know yet. I'll figure <laughs> it out. Leap year special, February 29th. Uh, call Avid and tell them uh, Zen Parenting Radio sent you and uh, you get um, nothing. That's great. No, yeah. just tell them. And they give good deals, meaning that they are fair and honest, and, and you can't ask for much more They're than that. They're doing a leap year special. I know. Well, you're making that up right, right. now. I know. Okay. Well, but we'll call them. them. Avidco.net. 630-956-1800. Um, all our sponsors are on our newsletter and our webpage. So yeah, check they're them out. awesome. We so love them. So where are we going with this discussion? So, you know, I feel like we've gone around and around in circles. We're not giving any definitives, but I think what's important is like what we said at the beginning about the you know modern family brings this up, and it's causing us to have a discussion we had we ended up having a big discussion and a few people posted on our facebook page because we said we were going to be talking about this and they said we had this discussion too Mm -hmm. and you know i think that for as much as it does shock us um in that you know it's like wow Haley, this character we've been watching oh my gosh she's not a virgin and where that can be a challenge i think that we have to live in the real world and that doesn't mean it's okay i'm not you know i feel like i'm going to get all these comments saying this is not okay and we need to stop this what we have to do is educate our children, communicate with them, allow them to have access to a resource, to a resource, which is us, which it, absolutely, and to teach them. I mean, I should have said this at the beginning to teach them about their body, mm-hmm. so they understand their own body. Mm-hmm. So you know that those things aren't off limits, and those aren't discussions that we don't have in the house, or or we don't say like when little kids, you know, touch themselves and that kind of thing, and we say, oh, don't do that, and that's gross, or you shouldn't have your hand there, and it's like instead. I understand why you're doing that, but that's something that's done in private Mm -hmm. and that's totally normal. Mm -hmm. Normalize this. They're sexual beings. And as hard as that is to understand, if we can understand that and respect it, then we can educate them from a place of um, support. Yeah. Instead of them learning from their friends and 
God knows who else. And then thinking they can't come to us because we won't understand. Right. You know, that's what always, that's what always come, comes up is that kids will say, my parents would never understand this, even though we went through our own time of having to discover all these things too. Right. But we, because they're our children, we think they should, should somehow be different. Well, when I asked you, I said, how many out of like 100 parents that we, that we know, or even go back to when we were little kids, how many of us asked our moms or our dads serious questions about sex. I would say very, very oh, few. Oh, very few. Very few. But see, I think it's a different generation, and I think we have to jump on the fact that it's more out there. It's in the video games. It's it's on the billboards. It's on every TV show. Kids have access to every cable channel. And you want to think, well, they would never watch that because I've told them not to. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Every once in a while they are. Right. And hopefully not at too young of an age. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying we can't be naive. Think about your own childhood. Remember when you would throw on a channel that you shouldn't have or you know, watch a movie that you shouldn't have? This, this is called growing up. We used to dig through trash cans looking for Playboys. Well, there you go. There's that a took perfect a lot of example. work. Kids got it so easy these days. All they got to do is turn on a computer. That's what I mean. And kid, and I see kids walking around with eye touches and, and I'll see, you know, I'll comment on, oh, there's, you know, internet on there. Oh, they never go on that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I can't, uh, you well, know, I don't know. No. And some parents are like, oh, well, the computer always stays in the kitchen. We never let our kids be, be on the computer in their own room. But yet they have a they phone have an eye touch, that right? has internet access that they can pull anything right. up off of. So. Just because your computer is in the kitchen doesn't mean that they can't get up there. And and, that, and the piece is, is not so much about not trusting your kid. That's not what we're going for here. It's that be smart. And instead be of... Be realistic. Be realistic. And instead of pretending that your kid isn't doing that because they're your kid, know that it's a normal part of growing up. Mm-hmm. Curiosity about anything and curiosity about sex is especially. Mm-hmm. I can't say that word. Mm-hmm. Is it especially or especially? Especially. Especially. And I actually pulled this. Um, I didn't know if we'd have time to talk about it, but we do. So there was a study pulled. Uh, 2011 Canadian Pediatric Society Conference found that 1,200 teens between the ages of 14 and 70, claim that their primary role models for sexuality were their parents. Mm-hmm. That's, how, how that's pretty percent? huge. Um, the majority. Okay. And then the next on the list were peers, and then celebrities was only 15%, and they came in last. And that's on top of a 2002 study in the Archives of Pediatric and Adolescent um, Medicine found that um, at a group of LA teens, about 800 LA teens between 12 and 17, the majority of them listed their parents as their most popular role models for sexuality. Well, here's my question because that's confusing to me. Role models being they look to us they for look guidance, to but that us doesn't mean that they're saying, "Mommy, I have a question about whether or not I should have premarital no, sex." It's a, you're saying you have an influence that you don't even that you're not even exactly, aware of. Exactly, you have an influence that you're not aware of, mm-hmm. and so if you can keep that you know discussion open, because I think what we do is we get focused on, "Oh, the celebrities are teaching my kids this," their peers are saying this, and they do have a some of an influence, mm-hmm. but you have more. Right. So if you can make some. You know, if you can make some time and and figure out for yourself, how am I going to do this? Because, of course, it's not initially comfortable. But if you can start those kind of conversations and let your child know that you're there to listen. And sometimes, unfortunately, you just got to listen. Um, that, you know, you can you can work through this. Because really the reason why parents don't talk about with their kids is because they are too uncomfortable, mm-hmm. meaning the parents. And so that is our work. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out why am I so uncomfortable? Is it because I was shamed and guilted and feared? And then my question would be, like, how is that working out for you? Right. If it's not working, then don't do that for your children. Don't you do know, the do, same thing. Yeah, don't repeat that pattern. You know, come up with a new way to discuss it. 
And again, child appropriate. You know, you, you start with the basics and as children ask questions, you answer them mm-hmm. authentically. And if it's not the right time to answer them, you say, tonight we're going to discuss this or let's go on a date and discuss this. Well, and everybody, um, every family is different. So yes. there's no perfect age there of when no. to begin mm-hmm. this conversation. Mm-hmm. But we, I mean, can we share that you had a date with JC and started this discussion? Yeah, I started this discussion and that and doesn't she's mean, eight years old. Right. No, Yeah, she's almost nine. And it's because she has questions. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is in our home, we've been talking about these things since very early, right? You know, meaning body parts, you know, mm-hmm. discussing what the body parts are and discussing that they're private and that, it, you know, they're, it's okay for them to be interested in their bodies. These are things that we've normalized. And so our kids don't have a sense of shame Fear, around their right. body because the thing is, is you can do that to them, but because they are I'm doing a lot of repetition here, yeah. but I think it's worth it. Because they are part sexual being, right. they're always going to be interested. Right. So you got to figure out a way to allow them to trust themselves, know their bodies, and feel empowered rather than afraid. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, but it, this discussion has only begun. There's yeah. so much for I JC like to we, learn. Yes, of course. And I feel like you and I can talk about this for another three hours. I know. Because we were rolling yesterday for about an hour. I know. And so this is just the tip of the iceberg. And it's very difficult to wrap up. Because like you said, there is no exact way to do it. But you've got to get together with your significant other and talk about what do we want to teach our kids. Mm -hmm. And start that discussion. If you do want them to wait till marriage, start talking about it. Don't just assume. You know, know, discuss. If if you want them to be, you know, adults who, um, who are educated and you want to make sure that they're in love first. Before they make this choice, start discussing that and, you know, and and have some realism about what they're experiencing. I think that that's actually a really good way to cap the conversation. Okay. Hopefully for for more discussion ensuing. I feel winded. uh, I know. You you did well today. A week from Friday, where are we going to be really quick? Um, We're going to be at the Daily Method in Elmhurst, the new Daily Method downtown, and we're going to be teaching family yoga. And it's just going to be you and I and the girls. Yeah. So come um, Friday night, 6.30, May 9th. Not this Friday, but the March 9th. Sorry, March 9th, not May 9th. March 9th, a week from Friday. Um, So we will see you there. Sounds good. Uh, This is Todd Adams saying I bid you adieu. (laughs) This is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.